Amen. I love it when the Lord just takes control of everything. Then we don't have to do nothing except just obey him. Somebody say amen. Got a place I want to read over in the book of St. John. It's very familiar. You got your Bibles and you want to turn there. I'm going to read it. I, I don't know exactly. Amen. But it goes right along with, with the Sunday school lesson this morning. And I, me and Troy hadn't taught. And I may just read this scripture this morning and, and say a few words. There's a sweet, sweet spirit here this morning, and I don't want to do anything to offend it. Amen. In St. John, chapter number 6, and I'll start reading at verse number 47. This is, this is the words in red. Somebody say amen. amen. This is our Lord speaking to us this morning. This is Jesus Christ speaking to Calvary Baptist Church. Is everybody all right? Amen goes right there. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me hath everlasting life. Is everybody all right? I am the bread of life. That's Jesus telling us. Somebody say amen. Bible tells us they that hunger and thirst after righteousness, what? Shall be filled. Amen, this morning. You want to be filled up with the Lord? Amen. Amen. What are you running after? Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which cometh down from heaven that a man may eat thereof and not die. Somebody say amen. Jesus said, I am the living bread, verse 51, which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. Somebody say amen. Uh, the Jews therefore strove among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Verse 53, Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except ye eat the flesh of the Son of Man, and drink his blood, ye have no life in you. Whoso eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me, and I in him. As the living Father hath sent me, and I live by the Father, so he that eateth me, even he shall live by me. This is that bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers did eat manna and are dead. He that eateth of this bread shall live forever. Boy, right yonder, if you're a child of God, amen, you've done partaking, amen, of the bread of life, amen, y'all be shouting the roof off to know that you're gonna live forever in the, in the presence of a holy God, hallelujah. You don't have to worry about dying and going to hell. Amen, there's an eternal home in glory. Amen, there's a stone, amen, with your name on it, hallelujah. Amen, I got a place reserved for me, amen, at the Lord's table. Hallelujah, and so do you. Amen, we're gonna just live forever and we're never gonna die. Hallelujah, amen. That ain't the message, but boy, that'll preach. Verse 59, these things said he in the synagogue 
Oh, he said that down at the house of God. <laughs> Is everybody all right? These things said he in the synagogue as he taught in Capernaum. Many, uh-oh. And this is where we're at today. In a lot of places. Let me read this. Many, therefore, of his disciples, when they had heard this, said, this is a hard saying. Who can hear it? We live in a day and a time. Let me read that next verse, verse 61. When Jesus knew in himself that his disciples murmured at it, he said unto them, doth this offend you? We're living in a day and a time when hard preaching offends many. When the word of God, the true word of God, and, and what it teaches, amen, and what it says, people are being offended by it. And we read on, amen, I want to get to this, amen, because Jesus asked them the question, he says, does this offend you? Amen, let me tell you something, this, this today don't offend me. This today don't make me nervous one bit. Hallelujah. Steady as a rock. Amen. Amen. As Brother Mark says, I may go home and take a half a baby aspirin. Somebody say, this right here does not make me nervous. Boy, these kind of meetings when the Holy Ghost is all around and folks are standing and testifying about the goodness of God. Boy, don't make me nervous. Amen. I was born in this atmosphere. This is where I come to meet the Lord. Amen. And meetings just like this all over the land. Hallelujah. Amen goes right there. Well, we ought to thank God we're at a church, amen, where the Holy Ghost of God shows up on a regular basis, amen. That's right, amen, where hard preaching's at. Where hard preaching's at. Amen, hard preaching's what gets the sin out. Somebody say amen. Don't let it offend you. We live in a day and a time, amen, when folks get offended, amen, at the preacher, at what he's preaching. If it's lining up with the word of God, don't get offended, get right. Don't get offended, get right. It's just too hard to live. It's just too hard to believe it. It's just too hard to hear it. It's just too hard to act like that. It's just too hard. Everybody else is pulling on me out to come out yonder. It's just too hard to go to church all the time. It's just too hard to go to three revivals a year. It's just too hard. They said it was a hard saying. They said it was hard. And Jesus said, does it offend you? I'm almost finished. Amen. I'm going to let them sing again. He said, listen to this. What? And if ye shall see the Son of Man ascend up where he was before, it is the Spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are Spirit and they are life. Here they are. Here it is. You want, you want life and you want it more abundantly? Get in it. Get in it. Get in it. His words are life or spirit. Get in it. It's a spiritual book. Get in it. Amen. This way here is supposed to be spiritually discerned. Get in it. He'll, just, he'll let you understand it. But they, verse 64, but there are some of you that believe not. I would venture to say there might be someone in here this morning that's having a rough time with this. It's, that just don't believe this. Amen? For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believed not and who should betray him. And he said, Therefore said I unto you 
that no man come unto me except it were given unto him of my Father. I'm going to tell you right now, this is a whosoever, amen, salvation. It's not a whensoever. You can't come on your terms, amen, if the Holy Ghost of God don't draw a man, amen, or a woman or a boy or a girl to repentance, amen. They can say anything they want to. It takes the Holy Ghost of God. It takes Holy Ghost conviction, amen, to draw a sinner down to the altar and for them to be saved. Somebody say amen. That's right. It takes repentance. Amen. Amen. He said, they can't come except my father. Somebody say amen. That's what Jesus said. Ain't what I said. Except it given unto them of my father. In verse 66. And this is where we're at in America, in the churches today. This is where we're at in a lot of churches today. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Churches all over the land this morning, handfuls, 15, 20 people. Are you hearing me? Preachers up, trying some new program to try to get folks to come. Is everybody all right? Stick with the old stuff. This right here has been tested and proven. Tried. Somebody say amen. Amen goes right there. Cut services back to one a week, try to get people to come, and they still can't get them to come. Amen. I mean, buddy, pack them in three times a week. Amen. If they start falling off, have it four times a week. Amen. And then shame them into coming. Somebody say amen. Holy Ghost of God will do the rest. Hallelujah. They said many's done turned away. Done turned away. Quit following him. Because it was hard. He never says it's going to be easy. Yea, and they, then they which... Live holy what? Shall suffer persecution. You live for God. Amen. You try to live for the Lord. It ain't necessarily going to be easy. There's going to be folks that's going to fall off. Some of your friends, some of your friends are going to leave. He said many, many left. Jonathan, many left, Brother Allen. Amen, Brother Mason, many left. Many's going to walk away, John. Many's going to walk away, Brother Billy. Amen, some of your family may turn their back on the church, on Jesus, and on you and walk away. And what are you going to do? Because Jesus said in the next verse, verse 67, will ye also go away? Question mark. You're going to have to make up your mind. Are you going to follow that crowd out the door? Or are you going to stay with Jesus? Is everybody okay? You're going to have to make up your mind or you're going to walk away also just because just cause mama left. Just because mama and them left. Are you going to leave too? Just because your kids leave, are you going to leave? Just because your aunt and uncle leave, are you going to leave? Just because your best friend left, are you going to leave? Jesus asked the question. Will you go also? Will you go away also, Brother Eric? Everybody walks away. You're going to go with them? You're going to let them pull you out? You're going to let them convince you? Amen, you need to leave the house of God? You need to leave Jesus behind? What y'all going to do? Everybody okay? It's preaching time now. You're going to have to make up your mind. It's got to be real in your life. Amen, you're going to have to be long to him and let him be real in your life. Amen, that's the only thing that'll keep you going when everybody else walks off, when everybody else walks away. Amen, when everybody else goes away. Amen, y'all remember the story of Joseph? Amen, and his brothers? Amen, they were all feeding the cattle. 
And they was all feeding the cattle. And his, and his daddy, and his daddy, Jacob, told him, said, hey, go down yonder, amen, to Shechem and check on the brethren where they feed the cattle. Right? And he went down there, and the Bible said a certain man came to him because his brother and nobody else was in the field. He was in the field by himself. He was in the field by himself. Does everybody hear me? Amen. He was in the field, amen, where the cattle should have been by himself and wasn't nobody there but a certain man. Who's that? The devil. Devil come up to him and whispered in his ear. And you know what? He began to talk to him. Can you tell me where they're feeding the cattle? He said, well, I heard them say we're going down to Dothan. Right? They do it different down there at Dothan. You know, they got the colored lights and everything. I mean, they, they, put, they put the music up on the screen. They got a little bouncing ball. Is everybody okay? They ain't got that red book no more. Is everybody all right? It's preaching time. I mean, that preacher up there, he puts, he puts the King James on one side and he puts the new one on the other side and he puts the NIV in the middle. So you just bring whichever book you want and you follow along. That's out of hell. Is everybody all right? Down there at Dothan, they do it a little different. They don't got that old music, amen. They got that rock and roll music. Is everybody all right? They got that rap. Y'all might as well sit down, amen, right there and just sit on the thing, sitting on the altar. Amen, they got that rap music down there at Dothan. Amen, with that kids in your feet. They got the dance team down there. You know, they just do it a little different down there at Dothan. Is everybody all right? Is everybody okay? It's preaching time. Hey, man goes right there. Oh, yeah, they let you listen to that country music. Everybody, hey, it's preaching time. Oh, I'm going to rub somebody the wrong way today. Hey, man, I got these shoes on. So if we go down to Dothan, it's a little different down there. It's just a little bit different down at Dothan. And so what did Joseph do? He didn't stay in the field. He left just like the rest of them did, just like his brothers did. His daddy didn't tell him, he said, you go down there and check and come back and bring me word. And he winds up down at Dothan, and the first place you'll find in your Bible, a pit. A pit is when Joseph gets thrown off in a pit because he walked off out of the field. Is everybody okay? Is everybody all right? The Bible said, they, they said, let's kill him. Let's kill him. Right? And his brother said, no, let's don't kill him. Let's throw him over here in this pit in the wilderness. You walk off from the field, the wilderness. The one thing I know about the wilderness, it's a dangerous place. There's dangers in the wilderness. There's things that'll hurt you in the wilderness. Is everybody okay? There's, there's things out yonder that you don't even know what they are. Amen, you'll be walking along. Amen, and if you ain't careful, you'll get bit by one. Right? You can get things out in the wilderness, amen, that'll hurt you. They said, let's throw them off in the pit. The Bible said they throw them in a pit. And it was dry, no, a pit where no water was. If I got it right, and I know I do. Pit, let me get over there so I can make sure I got it. Yeah, it was a pit that was empty and no water 
you'll find yourself in a dry place. You walk out of the church. You walk out on Christ. First place Joseph found himself when he left the field was in a dry, empty pit, alone. Stripped him of his coat, cold. Is everybody all right? Ashamed. Is everybody okay? That's where he found himself. Very first place he finds himself. Very first place, child of God, you'll find yourself. Amen. If you follow that crowd outside the church, out of the field, if you ain't careful, you might find yourself in a dry, empty pit that you can't get out of. Is everybody okay? Oh, it, it, no, I don't know anybody that leaves the church that don't wind up staying gone longer than they intended. I've heard too many people, I, just, I never thought I'd be gone that long. Amen, and I wrote a few things down and I'm going to be done. When I read about that pit that Joseph wound up in, amen, and we know, and we can, we can, you can take it two or three different ways, I understand all of that, amen, but I'm telling you the first place he wound up was in a pit, sold into bondage, right? You'll become, you'll become, you'll become chained back up, you'll become a slave to things, Amen, you never would have imagined when you walk off from God, when you walk off from the church. Amen. In the book of Psalms, chapter 40, verse number 2 tells us there's a horrible pit with miry clay. He said there's a horrible pit. There's all kind of pitfalls out there for a child of God that's walked out of the field. You hear me? Amen. In Psalms, Chapter 55, verse 23 tells us there's a pit of destruction. Your life, your life will fall apart if you ain't careful. Jesus looked at him and said, does this offend you? And many walked off because it was hard. It's just hard living for you, Lord. It's just hard walking away from the world. It's just hard being living a separated life. Yeah, but it's better than winding up in a pit of destruction. Psalms, Psalms number 88, verse 6 says, is a, it, it, Thou hast laid me in the lowest pit, in darkness and in the depths. You'll find yourself in some deep, dark places when you walk away from God. When you walk out of the field, hey, is everybody okay? Everybody all right, boy? It's just going right along, amen. Amen, you better make up your mind. It's hard, it's hard being in the will of God. Let me tell you something. It's a whole lot harder when you walk out of the field. In Proverbs, the Bible says, the mouth of a strange woman is a deep pit. Hello, hello, amen. You'll find yourself in out there, you never would have got in if you'd have stayed faithful to the house. Is everybody okay? Amen. Goes right there to Proverbs 23, verse 27. Amen. And I'll just leave off the first part because some of y'all would be offended. But that's what the scripture says. But then it goes on and says, A strange woman is a narrow pit. You'll find yourself in some tight corners out there, some tight situations, boy. Isaiah tells us there's a pit of corruption. Isaiah chapter 38, verse 17. And then in Revelation, 
And this is the worst pit you can wind up in. Because every one of them pits I just mentioned, people have wound up in them over the years. Brother Richie, people have wound up in them over the years. And somehow, some way, somebody come by with a word from the Lord, dropped them a line, reached down and gave them a hand, helped them. You might get up out of those pits. Somebody might come by, Robert, and lift you up out of the pit of corruption or the pit of destruction or the dry pit or the dark pit. Out of them dark. Somehow, some way, somebody might drop a line to you, Brother Paul, and lift you up, amen, out of the narrow pit. Is everybody okay? There's another pit. Revelations chapter 9, verse 1. Revelations chapter 9, verse 11. Revelation chapter 11 and verse 7. Revelation chapter 17 and verse 8. Revelation chapter 20 and verse 1. Revelation chapter 20 and verse 3 tells us there's a bottomless pit. Who goes there, Brother Tracy? Those that refuse to believe. Those that reject the bread of life. Those that will not partake of the bread or the blood. Is everybody all right? Those that are lost. Who goes to hell, Brother Tracy? Is it just evil and wicked people and child molesters and murderers and rapists and people that steal and kill and destroy? No. You want me to tell you who winds up in the bottomless pit? Lost people. Some of them might be good people, upstanding. You would say there was an upstanding citizen. Their only fault is they've never, never called out to Jesus Christ. Bottomless pit. Could you imagine that? Cameron just falling, burning and falling. Never feeling ground or anything solid under your feet again. The cries, the torment, the torture. Could y'all imagine that? The bottomless pit. No hope of ever reaching bottom. No hope of ever being redeemed out of that bottomless pit. That's a pit. If you wind up in that pit, you will never, ever, ever have a chance to get out. You may, you may be rescued from the horrible pit. You may be rescued from the pit of destruction, but you will never escape the bottomless pit. The pit that burns with fire, where the worm, where the flame is never quenched, and the worm dieth not. Oh, yeah, this Bible. Jesus said, Jesus asked a question. He said, does this offend you? And then he asked another question. After many walked off and left him, because it was hard, nephew, many just couldn't, wasn't, wasn't going to live it. It's just hard, Brother Tracy, all that stuff you preach, all that stuff in the Bible, you know where it says, come out, be ye separate and everything. 
We just like living out in the world. No. It's hard. And they walk off. And Jesus looked at him and said, Will you go also? Will you go away also? I got to read this. I got to read what Peter said. We knock him a lot. And here's the question. Here's the question your pastor would ask you today. Thessalonians chapter 2 tells us of a great falling away. Amen. We're living in that day when people are running, running from the house of God and from Jesus. Lost my bookmark, but that's all right. I can find it. It's because since St. John chapter 6, there it is, chapter 6. Verse 67, Then said Jesus unto the twelve, Will ye also go away? Then Simon Peter answered him, and this is, what he, this is what he said, Lord, he looked at him, John, crumbly. He looked at him, he said, Lord, to whom shall we go? To whom, Brother Larry? Jesus asked him, he said, Larry, will you leave also? Larry's response would be, Lord, to whom shall I go? For thou hast the words of eternal life. (laughs) And we believe and are sure that thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Hallelujah. I'm glad I know that I know that I know that he is the Christ, the Son of the living God. He's the Savior, and besides him there is none other. He's God Almighty. He makes a difference in a man's life, just like we've heard time and time and time again this morning. He changes people. To whom will you go? Where will we go? I want y'all to sing that song again. Hallelujah. Because everything I've done before December the 17th, Brother Zach, everything, everything I've done, Zach Bagley, before December the 17th, 1989, is under the blood. Every bit of it. Every bit of it. He's not going to bring it up, Matthew. Everything you done, son, before you met him, he's forgot about. Ain't that something? He'll never bring it up. Ain't that something? Boy, I hear Miss Chrissy over here shouting. Hallelujah. Amen. That's right. Randy Busby, everything you've done, everything you ever did before you met him, he don't even remember. And I don't believe she's done a whole lot. Why? Because she's my niece. Amen. And I watched her grow up. Everybody all right? Everything. And I'll go ahead and let you in on a secret. Whatever you've done since then, April, since you met the Lord, whatever you've done since then, if you'll go to him humbly, and say, Lord, I'm sorry, and repent, he'll forgive you. Ain't that something? Whatever y'all have done, choir, 
Whatever you think it is that's so unholy and ungodly you've done since you've been saved and the devil's beating you up about it, today, amen, if you'll get on your face in this altar and call out to Jesus Christ, amen, and confess your sin to him, I don't need to know about it. I don't even need to hear about it. I'm not your high priest. We have a high priest. Amen, sitting at the right hand of God after the order of Melchizedek. He's gonna live forever. Amen, he's listening out for your confession to him. Him, and he will forgive you of it today. 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 Hallelujah. That right there, that right there is good preaching even if I am doing it. Amen goes right there. Everybody all right? This morning, amen, you're covered by the blood. Amen, you ought to come down here and thank the Lord. Everything you've ever done, before you got saved, he don't remember. And if there's anything in your life, and I mean anything, and it don't matter how big or how small, today be a good day to bring it down here at this altar because he's here. He don't just send messages like this for no reason. Say, Lord, I'm sorry. Forgive me. And you mean it. You get up and you don't do it again. He's not going to hold it against you. He's going to forgive you. He's going to forgive you. How many in here has got kids? Raise your hand. Now, how many has got any kid? Well, you got these little ones that don't really, they've never done anything. But if you got a kid that maybe somewhere along the way done something, got you aggravated, agitated, upset, maybe disappointed. I mean, it happens. It's hard to believe, but it does. I mean, you didn't just write them off. Say, that's it, I hate you, I'll never want to see you again. But if that kid ever come to you, said, Mama, Daddy, I know I messed up. I'm sorry. How many parents in here this morning, if your child did, that, did something, and they come to you and said, I'm sorry, and you knew they meant it, how many of you would forgive that child? Raise your hand. Amen. Oh, yeah. Doesn't matter. That's the God we serve. Whatever you think you've done, whatever the devil's beating you up about, he's ready to forgive you. The Lord is. But you've got to ask him. You've got to come to him. He's picked you up out of that pit this morning. He's dropped you a lifeline in that pit you're in that dark pit, that pit of depression, depression, destruction, corruption, that dry place you've been in. He's dropped you a line this morning, said, I'll lift you out. It'll be a good day to get out of that pit, don't you think? If I want to sing your song again, I want you to stand to your feet. The Holy Ghost spoke to your heart. If you're in the choir and the Holy Ghost spoke to you, you need to come pray, you come pray. Amen, this altar's open for everybody. Right now. Right now, while they sing.